You're listening to the One Hit Wonders series on Rock and Roll Flashback Podcast with your host, Bill Price. Throughout the 50s and 60s, there were numerous rock and roll bands, vocal groups, and solo artists. Many went on to have successful music careers, but unfortunately for others, lasting popularity did not always materialize. Some groups managed to achieve brief recognition, sometimes with just one hit, only to vanish from the music scene. A few managed to achieve some success, but only regionally, never quite gaining significant national attention. Those artists have come to be known as one-hit wonders. During the 1950s and 1960s, several attained that label. In 1958, an unknown group from Southern California achieved a number one hit with To Know Him Is To Love Him. In 1960, another Southern California band had a number five hit with Angel Baby. In this edition of One Hit Wonders, I'll feature the story of two groups, the Teddy Bears and Rosie and the Originals. After the suicide of Phil Spector's father in 1949, his mother Bertha moved Phil and his sister from the Bronx in New York to California, settling in West Hollywood. While attending Fairfax High, Phil Spector had written a song originally titled Wonderful, Lovable You. However, the song's title was changed to Know Him Is To Love Him. The inspiration for the change came from his father's gravestone, which read, Ben Spector. To know him was to love him. After graduating from Fairfax High School in 1958, Phil went to Gold Star Studios in Hollywood to book studio time. He had chosen Gold Star because he had heard that one of the studio owners was an alumnus of Fairfax High School. The studio's session fee was $15 an hour plus $6 for the recording tape. Phil had estimated that about $40 would be enough to cover the expenses. He initially borrowed a portion of the $40 from his mother. Then he had to assemble a group to record the song. Phil approached Harvey Goldstein, a student at Los Angeles City College, who contributed $10 after being promised he could sing bass in the group. Another City College student, Marshall Lieb, was also recruited for the group. Annette Kleinbart was a 16-year-old student at Fairfax High School who sang in the school's glee club. She agreed to help pay for the recording session if she could join the group. Hale finally had the funds to pay for the recording session and a group with which to begin recording. In the first session at Gold Star, the first song recorded was Spectre's Don't You Worry, with Phil playing all the instruments. He then took the demo recording to Lou Bell at Arrow Records. Bell and Herb Newsom had also started Door Records with the intent of focusing on recording rock and roll. After hearing the demo, Spectre was offered a four-record deal. The group was then named the Teddy Bears after Elvis Presley's hit I Just Want to Be Your Teddy Bear. At the next recording session, Goldstein was absent, 
so a drummer was employed to augment the instrumental backing. That drummer was Sandy Nelson, who would have top 40 hits with Teen Beat, Let There Be Drums, and Drums Are My Beat. Towards the end of the recording session, Phil persuaded Annette and Marshall to attempt another song. That song was To Know Him Is To Love Him. In August 1958, Door Records sent 500 copies to radio stations. The A side was Don't You Worry My Little Pet, and the B side, To Know Him Is To Love Him. In September, a DJ in Fargo, North Dakota started to play the B side. As a result, a record distributor in Minneapolis ordered 8,000 copies. In less than a week, the record was on the national charts. On October 29, the Teddy Bears appeared on American Bandstand without Harvey Goldstein. Harvey had been dropped from the group because Phil insisted that he could not sing the song's bass part. As a result, Goldstein filed a lawsuit against Door Records and the Teddy Bears, which was settled out of court. To Know Him Is To Love Him became a number one hit in the U.S. and number two in the U.K., with more than a million copies sold before the end of 1958. On January 3, 1959, they performed on the Perry Como television show. Later that month, the group left Door Records following a disagreement over royalties and signed with Imperial Records. However, this change in record labels would not last. Spectre became aware of restrictions that Imperial imposed on the group. This led to yet another change in record labels to Trey Records. Again, due to legal issues, they were prohibited from even using the teddy bear's name. Two singles were released under the name of The Spectres Three. Neither single managed to generate any sales. As a result, Spectre disbanded the group. In September 1959, Annette was involved in an automobile accident and subsequently recovered from her injuries. Later, she legally changed her name to Carol Connors. Apparently, she did not want the name Annette to be associated with Annette Funicello, the Disney Mouseketeer. Under the new name, an attempt at starting a solo singing career was unsuccessful. However, she would go on to enjoy a career as a songwriter. She co-wrote several songs, including The Night the Lights Went Out in Georgia, earning a gold record for Vicki Lawrence in 1973, and Hey Little Cobra for the Ripcords. Carol also wrote Gonna Fly Now, a theme for the first Rocky film. Later, she was nominated twice for Academy Awards and for four Emmys. After his dismissal from the teddy bears, Harvey Goldstein went on to become a certified public accountant. Marshall Lieb later joined the Hollywood Argyles, who had a number one hit in 1960 with Alley Oop. He also played guitar on a few of Dwayne Eddy's records. After the teddy bears disbanded, Spectre returned to New York to focus on music production. Later, he went back to California and Gold Star Studios to embark on a successful career in music production.
You're listening to Rock and Roll Flashback Podcast with your host, Bill Price. Rosie and the Originals were a musical group also from Southern California who had a number five hit with Angel Baby. Rosalie Rosie Mendez Hamlin was born on July 21st, 1945, in Klamath Falls, Oregon. The family then moved to Anchorage, Alaska, and later relocated in National City in Southern California. As a pre-teenager, she learned to play the piano and write songs. By the age of 13, she began singing with a local band, which included David Ponce, Alfred Barrett, Tony Gomez, Noah Tafala, and Carl Goodat. They would eventually become the originals. The next year, she wrote the lyrics to Angel Baby as a poem for her first boyfriend. The following year, Rosie and some of her friends went to the nearest recording studio they could find within 100 miles of San Diego to record the song. The studio located in San Marcos was actually in an airplane hangar. The owner had converted part of the hangar into a recording studio. With the recording completed, it was offered to a store's music department in Los Angeles. The store's manager agreed to allow the recording to be played in the music listening booth. Soon, the effort paid off when the song received positive response from teenage listeners. Then the group got the attention of a scout with Highland Records, which offered them a recording contract under the condition that the record label would take possession of the recording and that the eldest member of the group, David Ponce, would be credited as a song's writer. Even before the group received the contract, Angel Baby was already being played on the radio by November 1960, eventually peaking at number five. Ellen Freed by this time was living in Los Angeles and was instrumental in playing the song locally. After the group received the contract, Rosie discovered that she could not receive any of the record's royalties because she had not been listed as the song's writer. As a result, this led to the group disbanding. In 1961, she managed to secure the copyright to her music, but disputes over royalties continued for decades. After the departure from Highland Records, she recorded an album on Brunswick Records with guitarist Noah Tafala, whom she later married. She briefly toured with other Brunswick artists. By 1963, Rosie had retired from singing in order to spend time with her family. She recorded some singles in 1969 and 1973, with occasional performances in the 1970s, the 80s, the 90s, and 2000s. In 2002, she performed at the Madison Square Garden in New York. In 1996, Linda Ronstad recorded a cover of Angel Baby, which appeared on the album Dedicated to the One I Love. In 1999, Ace Records issued The Best of Rosie and the Originals, which included all of the Highland and Brunswick tracks. The following year, Ace released the album Angel Baby Revisited, which contained unreleased material. Interestingly, John Lennon cited Rosie as being one of his favorite singers. In 1975, he recorded a cover of Angel Baby, which appeared 
on the Men Love Avenue album in 1986. On March 30th, 2017, Rosie Hamlin died in Belen, New Mexico at the age of 71. This has been a look back at Phil Spector's Teddy Bears and Rosie and the Originals, two groups that became one-hit wonders. You have just traveled back through time in this episode of Rock and Roll Flashback Podcast. And until next time, Rock on, rock on, rock on, rock on.